2: now
3: Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: These are the times that try men's souls, James O'Keefe said, in a secret dinner with me and some of his staffers in April. He only had, what, two hours of sleep that night dealing with his own uh, onslaught of attacks against him. But he was sa- making that statement in reference to his undercover journalist who was at that dinner table, whose husband had just dealt with something very strange and suspicious. And the Project Veritas people get put through a lot as journalists who are covering news outside of the narrative investigative news, um, nonstop. And I'm going to get into the latest on project Veritas. Now that a couple of reporters homes have been raided by the FBI. Uh, we're going to talk about that and, and what I, you know, I got to know project Veritas pretty well as they were working on my story outing Fox. So, I'm going to give you my insight on project, Journa- project Veritas as journalists, and and you know me as a journalist who's been educated at one of the most prominent journalism schools in America, comparing notes on that, and then the media reporting on them today. I'm also going to talk about another journalist out of Brazil uh, who is facing something pretty similar to Project what Project Veritas is facing now. This man, I was just on the phone with him a few days ago, or probably a week ago, and he was warning what's happening to me is going to be happening in America very soon, because Brazil didn't used to be like this, when innocent journalists or media personalities are being um, targeted. And now, uh, no sooner did he say that than we see Project Veritas getting targeted in a very similar way to what he is dealing with. This, This is a huge personality out of Brazil. He's a Brazilians tell me he is uh, the equivalent of a cross between Rush Limbaugh and, and A. Jones in the United States, and now he is getting really targeted by by the government over there in Brazil. So we're going to talk about his case, which is really developing this week, and we're also going to talk about uh, Star correspondent em- Emerald Robinson out of Newsmax and how she has just been muzzled by Newsmax. What the heck is going on? Why would Newsmax muzzle her? Okay, so it is my first time using this new streaming platform through YouTube so that I can share screens to show show you some of the reporting that we're analyzing here tonight. Uh, before we get into this, Uh, I want to shout out my wonderful sponsor who is allowing me to be an independent journalist glow with ivory surveys show 35% of people don't think their anti-aging cream works. The truth is the anti-aging industry is filled with exaggerated claims, but there is a secret. The secret is glow with ivory, which is one of the best anti-aging serums. That I have tried. This is the Ageless Bright right here. Uh, A lot of people began looking and feeling younger in no time after routinely taking it. Thousands of Glow With Ivory users all over America have the same experience. I highly recommend Glow With Ivory. Try it today for 38% off by going to glowwithivory.com or visiting the link in my description. Get that discount and get get your skin right for anti-aging. Um, so, yeah, the, the news coverage today is just so heavy to me as a journalist. Uh, it's really, really sad to see some of these, these things um, that are happening to journalists and media personalities and people just exercising their free speech and then getting, getting targeted. And we're going to dig into this and also look at something that the U.S. Justice Department put out. Um, just this week as well, saying we must stand up for journalists and in some, some countries they're being persecuted. No joke. I think in your own country by your own, uh, justice department, they may be getting targeted as well. So we're going to talk about that. Um, looking at the comments. Yes. Alan dos Santos. He is the man we are going to discuss tonight. And he he is the Rush Limbaugh slash A. Jones of Brazil. We're going to talk about his case. But first, let's get into Project Veritas. Let's uh, see if I can share the screen with this new platform I've got here. Um, So New York Times reporting on this. Here we go. Um, Can you guys see it there? New York Times. Yeah, they want me to pay. I'm not spending money on New York Times, but I'm going to read this article for you anyways. The people tied to Project Veritas scrutinized in theft of diary from Biden's daughter. We're going to look at what they say and then what James O'Keefe is saying today. So this article, it goes on to say the FBI carried out search warrants in New York as part of a Justice Department investigation into how pages from Ashley Biden's journal came to be published by a right-wing website. The Justice Department searched two locations associated with the conservative group Project Veritas as part of an investigation into how a diary stolen from President Biden's daughter Ashley came to be publicly disclosed a week and a half before the 2020 presidential elections, um, according to people briefed on the matter. It's interesting that they call Project Veritas conservative group. You'll never hear these people call them journalists even though, according to what I have witnessed them do, compared to the definition of journalism that I was educated with in, in, in journalism school at Syracuse, Project Veritas' staffers are journalists. But the New York Times wants to call them a conservative group. Um, yeah, they do. They do expose corruption amongst a lot of leftists. Um, so, I don't know, should we start calling the New York Times a leftist group? Um, we could do that. Anyway says here, federal agents in New York conducted the court-ordered searches on Thursday, one in New York City and one in suburban Westchester County, targeting people who had worked with the group and its leader, James O'Keefe, according to two of the people briefed on the events. The investigation is being handled by FBI agents and federal prosecutors in Manhattan who work on public corruption matters, the people said. After this article was initially published online on Friday, Mr. O'Keefe put out a video confirming that current and former Project Veritas employees had their homes searched on Thursday he said the group had recently received a grand jury subpoena and acknowledged that Project Veritas had been involved in discussions with sources about the diary but he offered a lengthy defense of his group's handling of the diary saying that he and his colleagues had been operating as ethical journalists. okay so they did at least uh, they did at least allow. James to call himself a journalist. Um, yeah. In, okay. So I'm, I'm going to play for you a little bit of what James said today in his video. Um, in, yeah, let me just say, I, you know, I, I, I know James and his staff, uh, from them covering my story this past year. Um, it worked very closely with them and um, they definitely, they do follow the principles of journalism. And I know I, I was in James's office when he was uh, doing phone, phone calls with other potential sources in newsrooms. And if, you know, he actually had his employees filming everything. He had camera crews in his office and there was one source in a newsroom that he, he was on speakerphone, phone with this person discussing what's going on that's corrupt in that newsroom. And the person said, hey, I need I need to tell you this off the record, though. And he said, absolutely. He immediately stopped that person from proceeding, told the camera crew to turn off their cameras, took the person off speakerphone, and uh, made sure that this was off the record. Um, so he does things like that. And if, if someone says they don't want something to go public yet, he you know he agrees with that and um he follows a lot of the ethics of journalism in fact when i when it appeared i had been fired by fox he he wouldn't come right out with with that breaking news yet because he needed to really verify and fox was being so weird about whether they had fired me i was like i don't even know if i'm fired <laughs> and so he wouldn't, uh, you know, he needed to verify, he needed to go through the verification process before putting out a big headline about me. Um, so, you know, he, he follows a lot of the ethics of journalism and, um, he proves what he's reporting through, through video and audio recordings. So I would definitely say that James is a journalist and, um, I have not talked to him about this uh, FBI case. He and I actually have not talked in months. So I'm gonna actually show you what he said though on his on his YouTube here if we can getting used to this this sharing all right, screen sharing here. Okay, you guys see that. So I'm going to play this. Here's, here's what he said about that, that diary. Now, they get so many news tips all the time. It's amazing the big tips they get and they actually don't report. They need to verify first. That's what journalist Stu is verifying. So here's here's him explaining what happened with, with the daughter of Biden and her and her diary.
5: Late last year, we were approached by tipsters claiming that a copy of Ashley Biden's, Biden's diary. We had never met or heard of the tipsters. The tipsters indicated the diary had been abandoned in a room in which Ms. Biden stayed at the time and in which the tipsters stayed in temporarily after Ms. Biden departed the room. The tipsters indicated that the diary included explosive allegations against then-candidate Joe Biden. The tipsters indicated that they were negotiating with a different media outlet for the payment of monies for the diary. The tipsters were represented by attorneys who handled the negotiations With Project Veritas. We investigated the claims provided to us, as journalists do. We took steps to corroborate the authenticity of the diary. At the end of the day, we made the ethical decision that because, in part, we could not determine if the diary was real, if the diary in fact belonged to Ashley Biden, or if the contents of the diary occurred, we could not publish the diary and any part thereof. We attempted to return the diary to an attorney representing Ms. Biden, but that attorney refused to authenticate it. Project Veritas gave the diary to law enforcement to ensure it could be returned to its rightful owner. We never published it. Now, Ms. Biden's father's Department of Justice, specifically the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, appears to be investigating the situation, claiming the diary was stolen. We don't know if it was, but it begs the question, in what world is the alleged theft of a diary investigated by the president's FBI and his department of justice, a diary. This federal investigation smacks of politics. Project Veritas never threatened or engaged in any illegal conduct.
4: Yes. So, so that's his rebuttal uh, to that. You know, they tried to return that diary according to him and, um, And it wouldn't be received, which actually reminds me of when I left Fox and Fox abruptly fired me when I called them out live on air this year. And I had the Fox's work laptop and cell phone, and I tried so hard to return it. And Fox wouldn't even answer my calls or arrange the return of my laptop. So I'm like, gosh, I hope they don't accuse me of stealing that because I tried to return it. Now it's just like sitting in a corner. I don't know what to do with it. But anyway, so... So he he he's saying they never ran with that story because they couldn't verify it enough. Um, and now they're being accused of stealing that. And actually, one of the, the article, New York Times goes on to talk about one of the people whose home was raided. One of the Project Veritas staffers uh, was it this morning or yesterday morning in the early morning hours. Uh, New York Times interviewed the neighbor. Of this guy, Spencer Meets. He's a uh, he's one of the top staffers of James O'Keefe, and someone that I got to know quite well. Uh, very professional, um, just great, great journalist. And uh, I'm just stunned that he, basically the FBI just pounded on his door in the wee hours, in the darkness of the morning, uh, according to the neighbor at New York Times interviewed and ended up breaking down his door to, I don't know, see if he had this diary in his home or it, or is it just uh, an intimidation tactic to scare, scare project Veritas journalists away from doing the work that so few people in America are doing. Um, Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm stunned, um, to see that. And, um, you know, they, it, let's, let's remember that the New York times is currently being sued by project Veritas for defamation. Uh, New York times basically wrote lies about project Veritas after project Veritas exposed what appeared to be, um, can we say the F word on YouTube fraud um, in elections? (laughs) I don't know if we can talk like that on YouTube, but um, Project Veritas did that big investigative report on the mail-in ballots. And then New York times did a hit piece on them saying that they had uh, you know, saying making lies about them. So Project Veritas sues them for, for defamation. Then James says in this video that about an hour after the FBI's secret raid of Spencer and this other employees home that the New York times called project Veritas or reached out to project Veritas for comment only an hour later. And how was the New York times to know that that was happening? So obviously New York times is closely tied to their friends at the FBI, their buddies with the FBI and any chance to do a hit piece, uh on the people who are suing them for defamation, uh sounds like the New York Times will jump at that opportunity to try to make Project Veritas look bad and and try to paint them always as not not journalists, not people who uh should be granted free speech. And it, and it's, again, this idea that we're seeing more and more in American culture that some speech is dangerous, that some people, some people should be disciplined for the way that they're covering things or the way that they're talking that, you know, um, and these people definitely aren't journalists because journalists are protected. And this Actually, so what's, what's just happened to Project Veritas is very similar to what just happened to Alan Dos Santos out of Brazil. He warned me a week ago that this was going to happen in America, and here we are. It's happening to Project Veritas. Um, before we get to Alan Dos Santos, I have got to – I've actually got to show you an article out of India. Let me, let me see if I can bring this up. India is making fun of the United States. Um, it's pretty sad. Let me share this. Let me share this article out of India with you guys. <laughs> Here we go. American comedy. USA condemns harassment of journalists while persecuting Julian Assange for exposing their war crimes. All right, let's see. It says the U.S. Department of State on Tuesday issued a press statement condemning the harassment, intimidation and surveillance uh, carried out against journalists to constrain them from performing their journalistic duties. And the statement was issued to mark the International Day to end impunity for crimes against journalists. Um, And yeah, so basically India is pointing out America's hypocrisy. And I actually want to show you. I want to show you what the U.S. Department of State put out here. Uh, let's see. State Department. Because it is just like, come on. After what we see happen to Project Veritas, we got this article. Or we've got, we've got this official statement from our federal government. The International Data and Impunity for Crimes Against Journalists uh, from... U.S. Department of State. Okay. A free and independent press holds leaders accountable, protects the rights of citizens, and ensures our communities are well-informed. In too many countries, journalists face the threat of violence or imprisonment for their reporting. The United States condemns threats, harassment, and violence targeting journalists and media workers. Increasingly, these threats come from government's Reaching beyond their borders, including through misuse of digital surveillance tools that track journalist communication and whereabouts to constraining the ability of journalists to report on government corruption or repression. No member of the press should be threatened, harassed or physically attacked or arrested for doing their job. Okay, and then they commend some some reporters out of the Philippines and get this Russia that the Department of State loves a Russian journalist but as for their American journalists who just had their doors kicked in, that's not harassment, is it? That that's not harassment. Just we just thought that she you, her her diary might still be in your place. Like no, we turned that over to law enforcement. We tried to return it. Um, but that's not harassment. That's crazy, crazy times. Okay, so I want to get to Alan dos Santos out of Brazil. Major media personality in Brazil. He is in exile in the United States right now because the Brazilian government is after him hard right now. And he was saying Brazil did not used to be like this. It is scary. The, the path that the world is going down. Now, this is the sort of stuff that communist China has been, been up to for years. Okay. Communist China's uh, communist uh, run media did a Skype interview with me in 2019 wanting to hire me. And that is when I did a lot of research on communist China, because I was like, okay, this is, this is a global news outlet. They want me to anchor. Maybe that'd be cool, but it's China. Right. And so I was like, what the heck? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to interview with them because I'm curious, but I can't imagine myself working for a communist country. So anyway, I did my research and yeah, there were, there were currently journalists in prison in China at that time, there was a huge online censorship campaign that the United States wasn't witnessing yet. But we saw it really well in 2020 uh, when it happened to us Americans. But the Chinese were already already had algorithms in place to censor out certain words and phrases in online communication so that the Chinese people didn't have a place to freely communicate with each other Um and then, you know, certain conversations were forbidden by the government through these algorithms. And I was like, that is scary. And then it happened in the United States in 2020, although supposedly the governor government's not involved in the United States. But the thing is, there were actual journalists who are trying to expose uh, how the current president of China had cracked down on free speech uh, more than ever. And those people were jailed. And so when communist China interviewed me for that job interview, I, I mean, I just asked him, okay, if I'm working for you guys, what if I report something you guys don't like, are you going to jail me? What about these people who are jailed? And the guy got red in the face. It's like, well, that, no, 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 that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. We just know there's certain things we shouldn't talk about. I was like, really? He, he just told me that like, no, no, you're not going to get jailed. But look, we just don't talk about certain things. And, and, I guess it didn't get through my head that no, that's what American media do too. They just don't talk about certain things. And I didn't realize until I was covering big national stories in 2020 that I was supposed to just not talk about certain things too. And I talked about them and then Fox came after me and then I called Fox out live on air. But anyway, um, this is this is what's going on um, in the, you know, communist China, has been a a creepy example of suppressed press freedom. And, um, you know, there is no press freedom there. And um, free speech being suppressed for years. Well, now it's getting that way in Brazil. It's getting that way everywhere. Um, And I want to talk about the case of Alan dos Santos, the Rush Limbaugh slash A. Jones of, if, if you could combine the two, um, that's him in Brazil. He has a huge audience and huge influence in Brazil. What's happening in Brazil is the president of Brazil is kind of similar to president Trump, really, uh, controversial guy who's hated by the other political assembl- establishment of Brazil. But I, I guess, according to Alan, this, this president is for the people. I mean, I don't speak for Portuguese, so it's hard to hear what this president is actually saying and doing, but, uh, the Supreme court, Brazil has become a little bit too powerful. They're extremely powerful. And um, it just reminds me of old Testament times when the nation was run by judges, <laughs> like uh, read the book of judges in the Bible. Yeah. This is uh this is what's going on in Brazil is the Supreme court justices have the say and what they're doing right now is trying to destroy they're trying to destroy the president in loud voices like Alan. Think of how Rush Limbaugh used to talk about Trump. That's how Alan talks about uh President Bolsonaro of Brazil, you know, and he and he talks about the what maybe good things that this president is doing that that everyone else is trying to suppress. And they're always trying to smear him. And Alan is is providing the counter. Uh you know, the counter to it. And yeah, I mean, we're talking about journalists and press freedom. I mean, Rush Limbaugh wasn't a journalist, but he was, he was a media personality and with free speech, you don't have to be a journalist to have free speech. Okay. Everyone should have the freedom to, uh, freely express their opinions and to criticize a government leader or, or perhaps say good things about a government leader. You know. And suddenly the Brazilian government is after him. He's in exile in the United States. His home has been raided. He, I mean, he still has, he has a wife and young children over there in Brazil and, and his wife has been subjected to his home being raided by the Supreme court, sending people to raid his home. So he got the heck out of there to stay safe in the United States. But now, uh, Now the Supreme Court of Brazil is trying to get him extradited out of the United States. Supreme Court is hoping the U.S. will cooperate in getting him back to Brazil so they can jail him. This is a really scary time for him. I actually want to share a screen with you in regards to some articles about Alan dos Santos and what he is going through. Um. Here we go. Okay, so yeah, we have this here. Okay, can you guys see that? Pro Bolsonaro a blogger accused of collusion with U.S. Capitol riot- rioters. So again, Bolsonaro is the president of, of Brazil, and um, you know he's he's hanging out, broadcasting from the United States now, as hit pieces are being written about him in Brazil. Uh, trying to turn the public against this guy He's highly popular Popular, He has a huge audience And, he, and an entire media outlet um, Tesa Libre If I'm pronouncing that right Is the name of his media outlet It's a website It's it's on the radio He's got a magazine Well, the Supreme Court Has worked hard to deplatform All of those things I just checked his Instagram And his Instagram's gone He's gone from Twitter uh, His website's uh, been shut down and now, and this is all the work of the Supreme Court in, in Brazil, this is horrifying, it's creepy, and what are they accusing him of? Fake news, is that a crime? Is fake news a crime? Well, the Supreme Court of, of Brazil thinks so, I guess. Um, so they froze all of the shareholders of his media outlets, bank accounts, basically drained Allen of his money, I mean how creepy is this this is the supreme court and they are crossing their fingers that the united states will cooperate and and send him back to brazil where they can really do something to him but they're so they're trying to say here that somehow allen was inspiring the people of brazil to attack their capital Um, In this in this hit piece we're reading here, um, I want to show you the article that came out this week about him. Let's see if we can. uh, I don't know if I have that article. Um, So there's. Okay, so so here it is. I think I've I got uh, Twitter removes. Um, yeah, it, it, it's about taking down his social media. Here we go. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff is actually in Portuguese. But I'm going to read you the translation here. Uh, Twitter removes one more account used by pocket blogger Alan Dos Santos. So, again, they're doing the same thing. Uh, in the press there to smear his reputation, to call him like the pettiest thing. Um, like, you know, Project Veritas is just a conservative activist group, uh, not journalists. They don't actually do an investigative verified work to prove to their audience, the truth about corruption, which that's, that's investigative journalism. That That's actually what Project Veritas does, but no, they're just some, some, uh, right-wing activist group according to the the headlines and then uh same thing that the brazilian press is doing against alan they call him a pocket blogger uh which is just something really petty when he actually owns a media empire that has, has a huge audience in brazil he has a cult following so the headline twitter removes one more account used by pocket blogger alan dos santos uh on, on Friday today, Twitter removed yet another account supposedly managed by the pocket blogger Alan Dos Santos, founder of the former website Terce Libre. Um, former website. Yeah, the government got his website deplatformed. Um, so the user had been, it, the list the username, it had been used as a reserve after the blogger was banned from the platform by decision of Minister. Alexander Mora- Moraes, if I'm saying that right, of the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court got him deplatformed. Uh, declared supporter of unconstitutional agendas, Santos is investigated in two inquiries of the STF and had a request for preventive detention decreed by Moraes in October. One of them investigates attacks against Minister of
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com
4: And the dissemination of fake news. Okay, so I think by attacks, it's words that, words that were mean or they didn't like. And the dissemination of fake news. So is fake news a punishable crime? Is fake news warrant, warranting you being arrested? You're being extradited from the United States? Your bank account's being drained? Yourself being deplatformed? Because in the United States... As much as we don't, you know, we don't admire fake news because there is a lot of fake news out there. Uh, CNN loves to do fake news. Most of the most of the outlets um, do a little bit of fake news. We don't like fake news, but it is protected by the First Amendment. First Amendment of the United States allows us to criticize people, allows each other to say things that the other ones don't like, and allows each other to actually say things that might not even be true. Um. So fake news is what he's being accused of. Another investigates the existence of a digital militia that would promote acts against democracy and claims such as military intervention. Ooh. So they're trying to say that he might be organizing people or trying to take down the precious Supreme court in support of president. Um, So, it's something really similar actually going on against him, as we're seeing going on against some of the people in the United States. And it's this big intimidation factor. Um, uh, basically dissenting voices in the media who don't go with the narrative. There's, there's threats and, and hardships and, and hit pieces um, doors being busted in to try to, um, basically intimidate them into just getting back in line. And um, you know, for a long time, Fox News was one of those dissenting voices outside the narrative, and that's why their ratings grew so much. But they also, as as the one big outlet outside the narrative, they they were getting constantly hit with with these sorts of attacks. And lawsuits and things to try to intimidate them to get back into the narrative and apparently in 2020 if you read ed henry's lawsuit against against uh fox news and the document the conversations he documents with him having with the fox executives of them saying look this has got getting too much we're tired of quote towing trump's line and basically Fox news was saying last summer, we're going to get back with, we're just going to get more with the narrative of all the other media outlets, which is why Fox told Ed not to ask certain questions. You now Fox corp told me, so I worked for Fox corp local station under the same umbrella of, of Fox corp, which owns Fox News channel. And basically it was like Fox corp wide. They were kind of getting back with the narrative more, um, Because when you're outside the narrative, even if it's facts and truth outside the narrative, um, you get a lot of opposition. Um, And so it appeared Fox was trying to trying to they were finally caving to the pressure to get a little bit more with the narrative. And, um, of course, their ratings started to tank because that's why that's why they had great ratings is they were the one voice that said something different than this than this. Um, deceptive news lockstep. Um, so, so that's what Alan's being subjected. I mean, look at look at what Rush and look at what uh, A. Jones. If if Alan is similar to a combination of Rush Limbaugh and A. Jones, you better believe you know both of those guys were subjected to a ton of attacks. I know there were attacks against Rush um, against Rush's advertisers. Um, there there were all kinds of organized plans. I mean, there were like fake Twitter accounts created to tweet negative things about Russia's advertisers. If he, if, if the advertisers wouldn't dump Trump or dump uh, Rush, they were trying to find a way to hurt Russia's money. Cause Rush was filthy rich because he was one dissenting voice that, that the public was craving. Um, so anyway, that it's just crazy. All, all of the attacks against, um, the diversity of thought that we're seeing right now. And it's really, it's really heavy actually to, to hear all this and see what these people are going through. And, um, you know, it's, it's just scary, scary times. Um, that the FBI would bust down the door of Spencer Meads, a journalist that that I know who worked very professionally on my case. Um, oh, you're saying there's a lot of echo in my echo in my mic. Can you hear me better? Um, so it's just, um, you know, it's sad, especially when you hear what james is saying about look we didn't we don't even we we tried to return that diary it was we were tipped off i don't know i don't know there's constant attacks against project Veritas. It, it is something else um so i want to go to the final topic today which is newsmax muzzling their star correspondent she has been abruptly taken off the air after a tweet she made about the ingredients in one of the needles, and we're calling them needles because my code words are running out. Um, so I want to cut to an article about that. Let's bring let's bring up an article Ooh, about emerald. There's now tweets saying free emerald free Emerald because she is not being allowed on the air and she can't even tweet right now. She cannot even tweet. So what is the egregious thing she did? And look, and you guys thought that you thought you guys thought that Newsmax might be one dissenting voice that wouldn't muzzle its reporters, but yeah, Newsmax is muzzling her right now. And I of course can't stand that any, any media personality being muzzled just makes me, my skin crawl because I just went through that with Fox, which is why I ditched Fox. And I don't want to go to another media outlet right now. I've literally turned down every job, every job opportunity I've had. And I had a ton of connections with Newsmax. So many people pushing me to go to Newsmax after Fox. And there's a reason I didn't look at, look, look, look at what's happening to her. Um, which, which one has the least um, trigger words? I'm looking at these articles here. Um, I don't want to show you guys an article that's going to get me censored off of YouTube because YouTube is already on to me. Um, but I want to show you these articles on Emerald. Okay, this one, this one, this one, I think. Yes. Okay. Newsmax takes white house reporter emerald robinson off air after the needle conspiracy tweet yeah newsmax did not like her talking about the needle okay so sorry guys i'm just getting used to this new screen sharing platform for youtube emerald robinson a White House correspondent for Newsmax has been taken off air as the outlet reviews a tweet she posted of a baseless conspiracy theory over the needle. Newsmax, quote, Newsmax is currently reviewing the posts. And during this period, Ms. Robinson will not be on air, but continue with duties for the network, the outlet said in a statement. Oh, this actually transcribes what she said, which might be triggering YouTube. Darn it. Hopefully. Yeah. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to actually show what she said because it's everything that these people hate, Uh, hate, hate you talking about on YouTube. YouTube really comes after people who talk about the needles. So I was going to say what she said in code words here off camera or, uh, you know, keep those words off the screen here. Um, But I'm going to read for you what she actually said and what this is all about. And I think Newsmax is spineless cowards this is the crisis of timid journalism yes she did she did share her opinion which a lot of media outlets argue that look reporters should just report they shouldn't share controversial opinions and to a certain extent i i agree with that if you share your opinions too much like you don't hear me barking about who i voted for because it can distract but to a certain extent, um, Newsmax was already letting her speak a lot of her opinions on social media, and now suddenly with this one, they're like, "Okay, we're taking you right off the air." Um, you're saying stream on Rumble. I need to, guys. I really got to get over to Rumble because this is crazy. I created an account on Rumble, and I'm trying. To, and I was trying to figure out how it worked. It was confusing to me. And then I just didn't get back to it. But I have, there. there is an Ivory Hecker on Rumble with zero uploads. That's me. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll get uploading soon. Uh, but let's get to what Emerald actually tweeted and, and why Why on earth did that trigger the Newsmax bosses so much. They were already letting her share her opinions, but all of a sudden this opinion, ooh, you can't say that now. Um, so... I'm. I'm going to look at her actual tweet. It says here. So, so she actually retweeted a screen recording someone did. Um. Now, I screen recorded the screen recording, and have it on my. I have it on my Telegram. If you want to see exactly what Emerald was retweeting, it's on my Telegram, which is linked in the description of this video. Um. So she was retweeting the screen recording, which actually is someone. Going, You know how you can screen record on your cell phone as you go to your web browser and you type in a website and you go through the links on the website. So this person was screen recording the DERNA needle website as they're going on to the patent for DERNA and looking at what's in it. And you can actually search this long paperwork of um, the patent paperwork Um, you guys may not know, but on your, on your desktop, if you go to command C or command F on a Mac or control F on a PC, it's going to bring up a window where you can search keywords on a web page. And no matter how long that web page is, it's going to bring up just the words that you're looking for. So this person uh, brought up, they were searching for the, a certain ingredient in the Derna needle, schmusifer, schmusifer schmace. We're gonna say that because YouTube doesn't like these words. And turns out it's in there, and you know it is in the patent, um, in the patent application, which is linked on the Derna website. Um, again, this whole screen recording is on my Telegram link in description, but also. It linked in my description of this video is exactly that patent webpage from the Derna website. If you want to click that link in my description and see exactly what Emerald was looking at, you can click on that link in my description, hit command F or control F, type in the word schmucifer schmace without my weird accent I just did. And it's going to come up four times. It's listed four times on the patent paperwork. Now, if you Google this, the fact checkers on Google and there's a Reuters fact check article I just read that said, no, 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 that ingredient, which some people tie to Satan is not in, it, it, it's not in the journal ingredients. And they're, they're like, yeah, because according to our, you know, in our Reuters article, we're writing that we looked at the FDA's website, which lists the ingredients in DERNA, and it does not include that. Um, but a more detailed breakdown of, of how the DERNA was, was created is on that patent paperwork, and it is um, listed four times that controversial ingredient is listed four times. And it also, that, that patent application, as I recall, was actually made in 2019, which raises some people's eyebrows. Uh, but they were working on this technology for years. Journal was, and then, um, it says, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the patent paperwork right now it says they filed this paperwork in June 12th of 2019, which is raising some eyebrows before, before uh, the illness swept the world. Um, so anyway, I've got that linked directly so you can see what she was, the paperwork that she was retweeting, but what she said in her quote tweet was really controversial, and it made it made Newsmax say we're going to take her off the air. She said, "Dear Christians, the needle contains a bioluminescent marker called schmusifer schmace, so that you can be tracked." According to Emerald Robinson, read the last book of the New Testament to see how this ends. So. That is, that is what she said in her quote tweet of that screen recording showing that that ingredient is in the patent paperwork. And um, so she invoked um, her religious beliefs, which a lot of people didn't like. And then uh, and Newsmax actually cowered and said, we are going to muzzle you, Emerald. And now she's off the air for who, who knows how long. And she has been muzzled on Twitter, which I thought she, I thought maybe Newsmax put her in um, on a social media blackout because that's what Fox did to me. When, when I stood up for free speech last summer and said, look, this social media censorship isn't right, um, Fox actually muzzled me and, and put me on a social media blackout. I couldn't post anything anywhere. And I couldn't talk about, obviously, what they were doing to me as Fox began to harass me, you're not allowed to criticize your corporation or, or you're asking to get fired. So, um, I thought that maybe Emerald would, was being muzzled on Twitter since so she hasn't tweeted in a few days now, but I guess Twitter is actually Twitter is muzzling her, not Newsmax. So Twitter has, is preventing her from tweeting until like Monday, I guess. Um, but yeah, Twitter deleted a couple of her tweets, including that one for, I guess, some misinformation. And um, now they got her locked down. Um, but Newsmax is muzzling her on air. She's not allowed to go on air right now. And they're spineless. They are spineless. Like if you're you're letting her share her opinions, and a lot of her viewers like her for her opinions. And now... In, in criticism of, of the needle, she's not allowed to to say anything about that. Now, Newsmax basically said in their statement that the needle is awesome and, and we are really reviewing why she would say these things. And, yeah, it puts bad taste in my mouth as far as these corporations trying to control their on-air talent. I don't like it. I don't like it, you guys. So what are your thoughts here? I'm I'm gonna look at your comments. Um here we go. I can actually share comments on here, I think. Can I? I don't know if I can. I'm trying to learn this new platform. Um Ivory does emeralds does emeralds here. Oh, there we go. Ivory, does emerald story hit a nerve with you? Have you reached out to her or talked with her, invite her for an interview? So I talked briefly with her today. I did invite her for an interview. Um, She didn't get back with me at last check, but I think she's wonderful. And um, I I stand against Newsmex and anyone muzzling their on-air talents. And I wish her all the best. So... You guys are saying block Newsmax. Yeah, a lot of people are really upset at, at this. Look at that. Newsmax folded. Yep, folded like a cheap suit. Very sad. Um, Newsmax is probably like Fox, Soros Controlled. Yeah, I think it was created by a a leftist who saw this this gaping hole in the market for right wing news and was like, "Well, I'm just cre- going to create like this phony right wing news because it'll make me money because look at how Fox is making money." But we actually don't believe in like right wing views, so we'll snuff someone out if it if it compromises our allegiance with the needle or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't. know. But I I think I recall. That, um, I have, I have to research again, um, who owns Newsmax and how all that works. But I just, when I came away from Fox, everyone wanted me to go to Newsmax and I had a million connections there. And actually one of my uncles was like yelling me, yelling at me on the phone, telling me I was crazy not to accept this Newsmax thing. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't do it. I just cannot go to another news corporation after what I went through with Fox. Um, and it, it just feels so good to be completely independent, guys. It's not easy always, and um, I don't have a team to work with right now. But gosh, I just love freedom. I love being alone. Okay, and I'm figuring out. I'm figuring out this cool technology stuff with screen sharing, and I'm gonna get my my product looking right. My nails are on fleek. Thank you, thank you. They were on my Halloween nails. I actually, broke one. So, I need to get rid of those. Get rid of those. Oh, you guys are talking about who actually owns Newsmax. Okay, so Newsmax was founded by Christopher Ruddy in '98. I actually, I think I may have even talked to him when they were trying to recruit me. Um, so, So many people were trying to recruit me over there, and I was just like, I cannot do it. I can't, I can't join. Um, but I do watch Newsmax a lot. I enjoy watching them in the morning. Um, you're saying when's your next stream? Ivory? Well, you know, maybe tomorrow. Um, I, I need to get in a regular schedule, I've been traveling a lot guys. I just got back from Milwaukee and Washington DC this week. I covered, um, some, there were some, a big like needle rally and like all these people with adverse events and things. I probably shouldn't have said that term just now, but um, that was in Washington DC and all I I covered this, not a single mainstream media member covered these big things happening at the Capitol in regards to the needle, but there were quite a few independent journalists there, which just confirms this is the era of independent journalism. And um, I have, Uploaded some of that coverage, both on my Telegram and on my website, ivoryhecker.com, which is linked in description. That's my uncensored news coverage where I talk about and and cover and interview people that YouTube would just not allow. So I've got that. um, Some of my DC coverage is linked in my description, ivoryhecker.com and on my Telegram. And then I went on to Milwaukee where I just gave an awesome speech yesterday. Such a good vibe in Milwaukee. The house was packed. With over a, a thousand people, they actually had to expand to a, a bigger tent last minute because so many people RSVP'd for me speaking. Buck Sexton is, is me and Buck Se- Sexton and one other guy um, speaking about freedom. And well, Wisconsin has kind of been a purple state, but in and the word is it's getting bluer and bluer. Is that is that due to some weird things going on with, with elections? Can we trust elections? I don't know. There was a huge amount of patriotism in Milwaukee and I really enjoyed being there. I grew up in Wisconsin, so it was good to get back there. Um, So that's what I was doing this week. And I got behind on my YouTubes, but I'm going to be doing a lot of regular YouTubes. There's so much to cover right now and keep track of right now. And so, yeah, you guys rock. Like, I'm so new to YouTube. Look at this person saying the words for me. Don't forget to like, yeah, like all the YouTubers say, like, and subscribe. Subscribe. And share with someone who has their mainstream media blinders on. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Buck Sexton is the guy you, you're calling him nicknames. Buck Sexton is the new radio legend. Okay. He just replaced Rush Limbaugh on the airwaves, which nobody can replace Rush. Right. But since Rush is just tragic death this year that we all mourned, um, buck and his buddy clay now fill that noon to three eastern time slot on the radio nationwide so i mean it's every talk radio guy's dream to to replace rush on that and buck is the one who got to do it and i got to speak next to him yesterday so it was was great networking and um Oh, you're saying that Buck is on the first. So the first is a new media outlet as well. You guys should check out. I think you can actually stream the first for free on its app. Um, so you can watch t- cable TV first on an app. It's really nice. Uh, this similar to the setup of Newsmax. And you're saying Buck has a show before Bill O'Reilly on the first. That's cool. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly is totally doing his independent journalism thing. He kind of dropped off the map for a lot of people after he a sting operation was done on him at Fox News. Um, but Bill is killing it as an independent journalist. People don't realize how much money there is to be had as an independent journalist. So Bill is like, screw it. I'm going to just make money off of my own independent website. And the first is like, well, can we stream you? And he's like, sure, whatever. But Bill's doing his own thing on his own website. I think it's just BillOReilly.com. And then the first, like, did some deal where they stream what he does on his website. But Bill's, like, fully independent Bill O'Reilly. And I guess they're picking up Buck Sexton on the first as well. But, yeah, the first is another option if you don't like Newsmax, you don't like Fox and all this. and. Um, There's all these different outlets sprouting up, but I think the first was also founded by I think the first might be like founded by CBS Viacom. So you can't really trust this stuff, you know, like the CBS people are saying, oh, like there's this huge market for right wing media. So we're just going to create something called the first. And then if it conflicts with our values at CBS, then we're going to censor it. So we'll see how the first does. Hopefully, hopefully it goes well. I think I'm. Who owns the first? CBS Viacom. Um, yeah, I got to verify that. One of them, I'm pretty sure. One of these right wing new new right right wing outlets is actually owned by, by CBS Viacom, which is a leftist media outlet owning a right-wing media outlet. They're just there for the money guys. They're there for the money, which we're finding out. So, so are the Murdoch's It's just money to them. Um, yeah. So it's been good hanging with you guys. Um, yeah. So you're saying Trump's truth engine is coming soon. Yeah. Trump, um, he's supposed to be founding that new, um, new app but I think he might be more interested in just running for office again, rather than working on a media app. But I mean, he has a whole staff. He can do it all. So, Oh yeah. You're saying get some of these independent YouTubers onto a network too. Yeah. The independent YouTubers are just very satisfied being independent YouTubers. They're not trying to create an organization. They're independent YouTubers for a reason, and I completely relate with them. <laughs> um, anyway, it's been it's been great hanging out with you. These headlines made my heart heavy as a journalist. Oh my gosh! I actually have my journalism textbook here. I forgot to read to you guys um, in read in regards to Project Veritas. So before we wrap this up, in regards to Project Veritas being targeted, um, and let let me read this. Uh, let me read this for you guys. Project Veritas has just been targeted by the FBI and they're, they're not being called journalists. It's like, Oh, you're not journalists. So you deserve to be targeted. And same with Alan dos Santos out of Brazil. Oh, you're not a journalist. So you deserve to be targeted. You're you're, um, some sort of infiltrator who might be trying to um, hurt, hurt our government structure or whatever the heck they're trying to like these people. Project Veritas Let's read. Let's read from my journalism textbook about what what it means to be a journalist. Does it mean that you work for a fancy station with fancy call letters, um, with a legacy uh, identity, or or are internet bloggers also journalists? What What does Syracuse University teach in journalism school? It says here, journalism alone is focused on getting what happened down right. This is true be it the work of a network TV news division or a lone citizen journalist blogging on the internet. And it is the first criterion by which any work claimed as journalism would be judged for competence. Okay. So it is not about, about the prestige of your outlet. It is about whether you're getting down, right. What happened? That's what makes you a journalist. Um, whether you whether you're really able to get to the truth and um, Project Veritas does hard work verifying. I've I've watched them, you know, like I know these guys. I've sat in James's office countless times. Um, not anymore. I haven't talked to James in months now. But <laughs> I watch them not go public with stories because they haven't verified enough. They're they're all about the elements of journalism that I was taught in J school. Um, And it also says in the textbook here, there can be no liberty for a community which lacks the information by which to detect lies. There can be no liberty for a community which lacks the information by which to detect lies. We need, a journalist need to be there to come up with the information that's going to expose what is a lie. And that preserves your liberty. Veritas did get rated, you guys. It's they they got raided by the FBI. One of their journalists that I know well, Spencer Mead, apparently got his door kicked in by the FBI in the wee hours of the morning, in the darkness, either this morning or yesterday morning. And um, that's a that's a crying shame. That's a crying shame. He's he is one of the most professional people I know. He did not deserve to have that happen, and the U.S. Department of State the same week issues this issues, this uh, memo, like we must protect journalists. It's just classic, like opposite land, like we're here to protect journalists as they're rating journalists' homes. Um, opposite land. Anyway, it's been great hanging out with you guys. And um, I I hope to see you guys really soon on my next YouTube.
6: А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова